can only ever be where you are right now. What is your podcast? It's the major investment in your life, right? The journey will always be your journey. Yes, what's going on, my friends, ladies and gentlemen, guys and girls, what is your podcast? 76, 76, there we go. Hope you guys are doing well. Today, we're going to be talking about open relationship dynamics. That is hard to say quickly. Let me slow down. Open relationship dynamics. I've got a fat with a PH message here from a from a gene named Pablo. From a gene named Pablo. And it's just, it's very intense context as to, he was in a bar, I believe. Of course, I've got it here. But just to set you guys, set the pre-context up. He was in a bar and there happened to be one of the girls that he's dating. He's dating a couple of different girls at the same time. Open style. And this shut him down emotionally. This shut him down psychologically. He wasn't able to enjoy his night. He wasn't able to go up and meet other girls, which is interesting. So there's a different, there's an interesting angle there as to what is the, what is the uh, ethics, maybe not so much uh, etiquette. What is the etiquette? What is the T's and C's in this open relationship in regards to situations like this? I'm going to shed some light on that. I'm going to share my thoughts on that. And there's also, let me head you guys up here. There's also a small little tidbit at the beginning. He asked me two big questions. The main ones, don't don't get me wrong, this is mainly about open relationships, this potter. But he also asked me about something real small to do with he struggles approaching any girl that's not his 10 and whether he should even be, uh, whether that's a bad mentality to have. And I think that's part of the first question. So we'll dive in on that as well. But I hope you guys are chilling. Hope you guys are doing great. The feedback on the last part, it was fantastic. You guys enjoyed that uh, switch up, the switch up on the perspective. That was awesome. And also, thank you to those of you that were headed over to iTunes and dropped me a rating and a review. If you have not done that yet, please go and do that. I would much appreciate it. And for those of you that are like, but Adam, it didn't show up on the page. I know. I know. I went and Googled that shit. Apparently, it can take weeks for the ratings and reviews on iTunes to get dropped and to actually show up which is fucking weird. So I don't know. Let me get a sip of this whole tea. <laughs> oh, that's bold. It's fucking bold. This is a, uh, I actually have no idea what the fuck this is. My best guess is that it's some variation of a censure. It could be a Japanese censure. But a censure is Japanese, but it's, it's a different kind. It's a lot woodier. That's, that's good. That's really good. I don't know what it is because a May gave it to me. Anyways. This is not the tea podcast. <laughs> Let's roll on here. So, yes, I got a big message here. And I don't have to be as too sensitive. Like, I've already used his name, haven't I? Uh, Pablo. We'll call him Pablo. And because it's not too sensitive. And I'm sure he's fine with me using one of his names. He's got several names. It's like triple name guy. He's a triple name guy. What the fuck does that mean? He's just three names, all right? I'm not going to say all of them, but it's going to say one of them. So this is going to be about open relationships, the dynamics that go on, T's and C's. Let's dive in here which actually a lot of you guys have been asking me more about lately. So this is time very, very well. Okay, here we go. This has been sent to me on Facebook, which you guys can hit me up at the Adam Uwe. Uh, although I would recommend Instagram over Facebook. I really only ship my content from Instagram to Facebook every now and again. Instagram's at Uwe Tang one So he sends me this message from Pablo. What's up, Sensei Adam? Cheers from Mexico or Mexico. Thanks for all the amazing content. Keep up the good work. I've done a couple questions and comments which were answered by you previously. Right now, I'm struggling with a couple things, some basic, some more advanced. First topic. Currently, I've done a tiny amount on cold approach. 
I guess I'm still caught up in my mind, which is basically being a bitch, like stated on Potter 72, which I highly recommend, just me speaking now, highly recommend you guys go check that out if you haven't yet. Tremendous feedback on that one. Anyways, back to his message. But I've also done it from time to time. I guess I'm just lacking consistency in brackets. 30-day challenge is always on my mind, but I just haven't committed fully and bracket. I always like to come with a mindset of growth, trying to be as humble and not attached to the outcome as best as possible. I need to set the record before we continue. I've had two serious relationships that completely blew my mind in terms of growth and standards. Last one happened and ended about two years ago. So it's been a while. His last serious relationship, and I think he means monogamous there, was happened and ended two years ago. Back to his message. Since then, I've dated around 10 girls between nights, one night stands, week or month, casual and kind of serious relationships. Nice, solid work. Currently, I'm rolling with... Hold on. Currently, here we go. Currently, I'm rolling with the casual, but the first question pops up here. What I found out dating these 10 girls is that none of them blew my mind as the last one. I understand that sometimes connection is just magic, but I'm more into training and exploring right now. However, finding a girl that really blows my mind doesn't happen every day. So, do you suggest to take... Do you suggest two cold approach girls just for the sake of learning, even if they're not my 10? In case you say yes, the problem that I find is that creativity, tonality, and even body language doesn't come as good with my personal 10. If I'm talking to my personal 7, doesn't come as good with my personal 10 if I'm compared to when I'm talking to my personal 7, just written strangely there, but basically what he's saying is that he can't be his best unless it's his 10. Dot, 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 dot. I don't know if I made myself clear. Yeah, you did. I get you. <laughs> I got you, Pablo. I got you, pubs. I guess I mean that if I find my personal 10, I go full balls, but I go halfway with my 7. There we go. Problem is that sometimes I bitch out with my 10s, and I also know that I need to... And I also know that I need to back it up with experience. Have you experienced that? I know this question is more about mindset than tactical. So... As you can see, that was a very, it's a very well, well written out question, and it went on for, uh, went on for a little bit of time, and that's kind of part one of his question. Although it's a very quick answer for me, so I'm going to take a pause here before we get into the real question, which is about the open relationship shit, and just say here real quick. I guess we can do this in the first, first little, you know, five minutes here as to what he's saying. You know, I totally understand the dilemma you're talking about, pubs. It is not a mistake that you only feel like you can bring the very best of your 50 when it's only your 10 because that's that's the very nature of being in front of your 10. The very nature of being in front of your 10 is that along with the fear that comes with that, along with the pressure, with the anxiety, with just just the idea of being in front of a girl that just lights up all those emotional centers for you, that forces a man to rise to the challenge. You either crumble or you rise. And it sounds like on the experience level that you have, you know how to rise to that every now and again because you did mention sometimes you bitch out with your tens. So maybe it might even be a case by what you just said there. And I'm really I'm just wrapping my own mind around my own mind around this. It might even just be a thing for you, which is that maybe you struggle to get into interactions with your tens. Like you can see her, but you can't you haven't quite harmonized within you the fundamental of I see her and I go which is something that you need to do across a 30-day challenge. That's what a 30-day challenge will provide you with this. Because that is a fundamental thing. It's a fundamental thing in your skill set that if you're still hesitating, and I don't mean like 
the quiver. I don't mean the nerves. I don't mean the anxiety. But if you're hesitating to the point where you're not even getting yourself into interactions with your tense, it's a big problem. But it sounds like it's only a problem half the time, maybe 50% of the time. So, okay, you can get into your interactions with your tent. And then when you're with your tent, it sounds like you're okay. It sounds like you can rise to that challenge, which is really interesting, actually, because that's what I find with most dudes. Most dudes are actually pretty damn good when they get in front of a girl they're attracted to. It's just that most dudes never get themselves in front of a girl that they're attracted to. And as one of my favorite videos that I've ever made, it's only like two, three minutes long, but it's an absolute cinematic masterpiece. Uh, What's it called? It's called The Thing About Meeting Women. And the whole point about that video was that the thing about meeting women is that you actually have to go and meet them. Nothing else matters until you go and meet them. So that's one thing I'll say to you, pubs, which is that if you want to just overcome that inconsistency, you need to drill the skill set of see and go. You need to drill the automatic reaction of that. Well, I don't allow anything in my mind to get in between me and this girl. I don't allow what that guy's thinking. I don't allow what I'm thinking about this or that. Nope, it's all cut out. It's like you train the cue. Ah, this is my girl. What's the routine? Oh, I move my feet. I step towards her without anything else. And then reward is the fact, the reward after that is the fact that you even got into the interaction. So that's part one kind of dinged off there. We can do that nice and quick. Now, his second part of that question was, should I only be approaching my tens because I know I need the experience? And yeah, you say here, sometimes you bitch out of your tens, you know you need to have the experience. Um, and also the problem with it being that if you're not with one of your tens, then it's actually pretty difficult to bring, as you said here, the right tonality, the right level of creativity. Let's go with creativity there because that really kind of encapsulates and sums up everything. I feel you. I totally get you. But there's a reason why on boot camp, I don't have my students walking around only looking for their tens. Have a think about that. Have a think about why I would not be saying to any person who's trying to work on this skill set, this social dynamic skill set, think about why I would say to them, it's not a good idea to go out only looking for the girls that, that make you, that blow your circuitry. Why would that not be a good thing? Well, when you are in front of your 10, for all the good things about that, it also brings along a whole bunch of things that could potentially fuck you up, such as extreme levels of anxiety, extreme levels of nerves, extreme levels of neediness, extreme levels of doing everything opposite of what you would do with a normal girl, a girl who's normal to you. All of that goes out the window when you're in front of your 10, because it's just like, it's such a, it's such a situation. It's such an adventure that, if, especially if you're not used to it, especially if you're inconsistent as what you've described here, it'll it'll fuck with you. It'll fuck the very nature of it will fuck with you. And and so and so, wouldn't you like to have the training? Wouldn't you like to have the fundamentals within yourself and the confidence within within the fundamentals? The confidence within the fundamentals to know that when I do get in front of my tent, I'm not going to make those mistakes. I'm not going to make the mistakes that I used to make because I was only doing inconsistently. But now that I am consistent about it, I won't make those mistakes. I won't get super needy with this girl. I won't, hold up, let me reset this camera. Not only will I not get super needy with this girl, but I will actually be able to bring the best version of my skill set in all realms, in all realms, whether that comes down to your intent. Intent is so key. You're going to, if, for sure, your intent is going to take a hit if you're standing in front of your tent and you're not used to being in front of your tent. So this is what it comes down to because I don't want to spend too much longer on this because I know most of you came for the open relationship. Shit. 
So, just let me let me ride off in the sunset with this. Hold up, I, I what, was the, what was the words that I was just saying? I know the topic, but I was just going off with some real good words there. That's something that I like to go on. Anyway, I'll move on. It'll come back to me. Anyways, basically what I'm saying here is that if you don't want to make the mistake in front of your 10, then you need to drill so that the mistakes will never appear with anyone. So that downgrades to nines, eights, seven, six, and fives. That's why people on with all my guys that come on boot camp, we don't just walk around meeting 10s. And listen, I have to say this to them regularly because they say the same thing to me. They say, Adam, listen, that girl, she was nice, but I just wasn't that attracted to her. And I'm like, listen, that's no, no one's telling you to marry her. No one's telling you to have sex with her. No one's telling you to become best friends with this girl. All I'm asking of you is to put into play what you know about social dynamics. Now, we know to a certain degree, it's never going to be as good as it could be because you can't rise to the same level in front of whatever a seven is to you versus a 10. You can't rise to it, to that level. I get that. Your full level of creativity will never come out in front of a seven. I get that. However, that doesn't mean that you can't drill your intent. That doesn't mean you can't drill eye contact, vocal projection, body language, and vibe, the key five things of your 50%. Of course you can. It might not be as amazing, but you can still find out mistakes. You can still find out lessons and work on them so that when you do get in front of your 10, you aren't making those same mistakes in your intent, in your eye contact, etc. So that's why pubs, that's why I'm saying to you, yes, drill with other girls that maybe aren't making you, how I say, that maybe aren't making you fly over to Africa to pick up a couple of kids. Maybe it's not that girl all the time, but so that when you do get in front of that Jolie style girl, you are ready and good to go. That's all I'll say on that because anything more would be a different podcast. <laughs> it's almost a different podcast already, but you see what I'm saying here, okay? You don't want to make the same mistakes or you don't want to make those mistakes. You want to be drilled. That's why I say the same thing for text game. I say the same thing for text game, which is that even if, you know, you met, maybe you met like five, six girls today and maybe only one of them really was your 10 and one of them blew your mind. And then the four, you're kind of iffy about like, when I say iffy, I mean like 50, 50, I'll, I want to reconvene with this girl. Like it wouldn't, it wouldn't bum me out if I didn't see this girl again. Right. But you still text them anyway. My students go, why? Why would you text them anyway? So that you get used to the process of being a direct, congruent, authentic person through the texting process so that you don't make those mistakes in front of your 10. If you're not used to texting girls, you are for sure going to make those mistakes in front of your 10. You think you're not going to make those mistakes? Fuck you. Of course you are. Of course you are. You are only more likely to make those mistakes in front of your girl that's blowing your fucking mind because it's right. It's, it's that pressure. So drill it, son. Drill it. Drill it until it becomes normal. Until it becomes normal, then you can chill. Okay, so let me move on to the actual reason for this podcast. It's just, I, I could have skipped, you guys think, I could have skipped that. I could have skipped that, but I feel like there's some good shit there that just went down. So, And it gets you guys excited because it's very tactical. It's something that if you're in the mix, if you're in the mix of going out and meeting girls right now, you can go out and take some shit that I just said right now and use it today. So... I see the benefit in that as well. Okay, let's get back to his message here. Where are we at? Okay. Um, so we switched to tactical here. This is him talking now. My last 10 dates have come out of bars, dancing lessons, language lessons, work, and a few from Tinder in brackets. These ones don't really count exactly, and I quit it. But anyway, I think he's talking about Tinder there. In brackets. 
Many girls who I interacted with whom I dated or got rejected told me literally that they appreciated the directness anyway, so I know I'm on my way. Fuck yes, pubs. Like, so many guys don't get this. The guys that don't get being direct with girls, they never they never get to see the beauty of what you just said. Like, I just want to take a pause here because what he just said is something beautiful. He goes... Many girls who I interacted with or even girls that rejected me told me that they really appreciated the directness. That is all I have ever seen in my journey. When I started living the direct way, I think it was it was in my first 30-day challenge that I got exposed to the idea of what it meant to be truly direct of a girl and to start setting up casual relationships and open relationships, which is what we will be diving more into in this potter. Even the girls that weren't down for the open relationships, they always told me that they loved they fucking loved the honesty, the openness, the congruence with the fact that I was comfortable that she was able to say no. Like she was comfortable with, with she felt so comfortable that I was comfortable with her saying no. And it's that, that directness that it's like, listen, you're either in or you're out. And if you're not in, that's totally cool as well. Being that direct of yours, I just, human beings love that. Human beings love that this person in front of me doesn't need anything from me. If you can bring that to everyone and anyone in your life, you're just going to be so much far further separated. You're going to be so much further separated from everyone else in this world because you know people are a little too attached to the outcome. If, if you can separate yourself from the pack in that way, fuck yes. Fuck yes. Bold. Bold like this tea. Okay. Okay. Continuing on with his message. I just wanted to appreciate that because that's a high-level mindset right there. <clears throat> Continuing. So, but up. The hard thing comes here. I've never had good wings. All my friends believe that social growth is bullshit. In brackets, I think that it is the common case for the mentality in Mexico. In brackets, most of them have girlfriends or are lying to the girls, but never stated casual relationships. And other people who I see gaming have this red pill mentality. Now, for those of you that don't know what the red pill mentality is, I didn't even really know what it was until about three months ago when someone sent me an article. It's basically that... It's like men going their own way, M-G-T-O-W, M-G-T-O, something like that. Basically, guys thinking that they're they're better than women. I think that's what red pill is. I could be wrong about that. But it's overall a sense that we're going to... I take that back because I don't know the exact definition. It's like feminism. It's like feminism at the beginning of feminism, when it first came up in the 40s and 50s, you know, getting women's rights to be able to vote and equal pay and that type of stuff and, you know, all that shit. That at its core was a really good thing. But where feminism went at the turn of the millennia, that's when, and probably a little bit earlier before that, that's when feminism got its negative stigma. That's when they took it way too far. And I I keep regularly hearing a lot of my girl slash friends that used to identify as feminists no longer do so because it's just, it's too attached with the negativity of women that think they're better than men. They're no longer about equality. They're now about being superior. So I, but I, that is, that's what Pablo is getting at here anyway. Even though I don't know the direct definition of red pill mentality, I know it is a superior, superiority mindset behind being a man. I think it's got something to do with that. Don't quote me on the definition. Google that shit. It's just not, and yeah, it's, it, that's how you know that it pops up so level, so low level on my radar if I don't even know the definition of it. I only like, found out about it like three months ago. Anyways, he continues. Yeah, uh, people, other people I see gaming have this red pill mentality which doesn't resonate with me. 
It has been tough for me to find a wing. It doesn't matter because I learned to do shit on my own anyway, but wings could be a great push. This means that my game has been 100% solo for now since the beginning of my journey. Mad respect. Continuing down. That's me saying mad respect. Continuing down. Currently, I'm dating two girls in my hometown. In brackets, one of them is American and leaving in a couple weeks. The other is from here. In brackets. But I still want to meet more girls because... But I still want to meet more girls. Because of my job, I travel around the country almost every week. And I've dated girls in three different states and stated that I have open relationships and they were fine with it. Except one which I might see again as a friend or not. The issue comes here. Last Friday, here we go. So this is the main thing. The issue comes here. The last Friday I went out with my friends on a boys night and found the American girl in the bar with her own friends. I just said hi, wished her a good night and moved to a different hall inside the same bar. I noticed that a guy was hitting on her, which didn't really bother me. You know, just like you, I respect the hustle. I'm being congruent about the open relationship. My issue here is that throughout the night, I just bitched out on speaking to girls because I was thinking the whole night that I didn't want this girl to see me hitting on other girls, in brackets, which I know counterparts this open relationship mindset, in brackets. And also was afraid about being rejected in front of her, in brackets, uh, in brackets, in case she came close to me. So afraid about being rejected if she heard, in brackets. I didn't want to leave the bar because it had a great atmosphere and wanted to experience the situation as well, in brackets, which sucked, ha 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 ha, in brackets. Basically, bad logistics, but might be a deeper symptom, dot, 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 dot. Second thing, even if I stated that we are on an open relationship, I still avoid speaking about my other loves with the girls. Example, if a girl asks me about my plans on a Friday, I'm going to make sure check this timer here. No, we're good. Um, e- second thing, even if I stated that we are on an open relationship, I still avoid speaking with my loves about other girls. Example, if a girl asks me about my plans on a Friday night, and that means going out with another girl, I will just answer that I have a meeting, but no further info. How do you go about it? Do you avoid speaking about other girls? In question, question mark. Do you speak? Do you speak openly about it? Sorry, that came out weird. Do you avoid speaking about other girls? The other girls? Do you speak openly about it? Okay, I get what he's saying. It's just phrased a little bit interestingly. I know that my mind is just adjusting to this polygamic dynamic. That came out nice. So let me about let me know about your thoughts on this. All my previous interactions have been monogamous. Even if they lasted at night. Only in this last five interactions slash relationships have I spoken openly about polygamous relationships. By the way, I'm on my way to check out Potto 35 on marriage, kids, monogamy, and polygamy. Maybe I'll find some answers there. Um, maybe. Oh, shit. Okay, that's a good one. i got to reset this cam. Hold on. Okay, so continuing on. Just know that Mexico has a super conservative overall mindset, yet there are more and more open-minded girls in younger generations. We'll talk about that. That's a good point. I just think it's a little harder to find them compared to other countries, but I'm up for it. Second thing about Mexico, our currency is shit compared to others, so man, I'm really allowed to get on a Skype. Okay, so and the rest is just him telling me how much he appreciates my work and how much he wants to do a Skype call. Um, and thank you so much for... Uh, the time and da da da. Okay, so <laughs> so here we go. This is uh this is a te- like this is a fucking essay. This is a huge essay of a question here, which I love. I love the context. Send it to me because I will pick and choose which I, whatever I feel is relevant. And let's be honest here, all of this is relevant. All of this is good. All of this is still kind of that's actually that's why 
this is why. This is why I wanted to tackle that little short tactical thing at the beginning because I knew how in-depth the main question was and how much time it would take to read that out and how much time it's going to break this down. This might well be another two-hour potter. I don't know. It depends. It depends on my mind. It depends on how juice we're feeling upside. That's why I stay on this tea. I'm going to stay on this tea. And so you can see how much there is to break down here. And I will have to refer back to this constantly. There's too much here for me not to refer back to it. Because there's several questions. There's many, there's many questions going on in this. So I'm not even going to take a stab at what my overall first thoughts are because I can't really. There's too much to, there's too much. There's too much. But I, the first thing you talked about was his girl in the bar. Yeah. His first thing was his girl in the bar. So I just, let me just track forward to this. I've got a segmented a different, uh, different, uh, different things here. So he was afraid. Yeah. He was afraid. Here we go. <laughs> let me just get this up. He was afraid. So the set up the situation. Let's get our heads wrapped around this. You're going into a bar. He's going to this bar. He happens to see one of the girls that he's currently dating. He's dating two girls currently right now. And uh, it's an American girl and she's in the same bar. And he goes up to her and says, hey, so he addresses her. So right there off the bat, you've already nailed it. The first thing that I would recommend. If you happen to bump into one of the girls that you're seeing, don't be weird about it. Don't be ridiculous about it because if you've set up the T's and C's correctly, terms and conditions correctly, in an open relationship, you guys aren't attached. Not only do you guys not meet each other's friendship circles, that's part of the T's and C's. Now, if you guys are thinking, where do I find out more about these T's and C's? Because they will get organically dropped in this potter, but I'm not going to specifically speak and dive into them. So if you want to know more about them, I have an entire video called How to, op- How to Run a Casual Relationship or casual relationship dynamics guide just type it into uh it's in my best of the best playlist for sure but just type it into the channel casual relationships you'll find it it's me in front of a massive tree (laughs) it's a great tree uh so t's and c's you can find out more about there but one of the t's and c's of a casual relationship is that we don't introduce each other to our social circles because that's that would be stepping that would be pushing the borderlines of what this relationship is now that's for me this is based on my the way that i run open relationships. I'd, if when I'm in a casual relationship and an open relationship, I do not need to meet her friends. I do not need to meet her parents. I do not need to meet her family. None of that at all. It's like, if we're going to keep this casual, this is purely going to be, okay, once a week, once every second week, we're going to have an adventure together where we can enjoy each other sexually, emotionally, physically, mentally, all of those different things, all the best of this fruit basket together. But once that's done, we go back to our lives. Like we do, we do our own thing. We do our own lives. If we want any more than that, then we're going to need to talk about that. Then we're going to need to reassess where we're at with the T's and C's. So if you happen to bring it back here, if you happen to be in a, if you're in a bar, your pub's right here, you're in a bar and you run into one of the girls that you know, don't be weird about it because the T's and C's have already been set up. Like it's not like you guys, obviously she's not there on her own. Be weird if she was. Obviously, she, as you've said here, she's there with her own friends. So you're not obligated to go ahead and spend the next hour, two hours, three hours with her and pretend that your boyfriend. Nah, none of that shit. None of that shit. You don't need to do that. And uh, at the same time, you also don't need to act like 
like Squidward. You don't need to be Squidward for SpongeBob SquarePants. You don't need to be cold as fuck. Okay, you could be a normal dude. And it sounded like you did the right thing here where you went up and that's what I said, you did. But I'm just kind of clearing this up for other guys who aren't really aware of what I'm saying. What you did here was fantastic. You addressed her, you went up and said hi, and then you moved on and did your own thing. Fantastic. That's it. Nailed it. Now, the second thing you said here was that this is the real thing. This is the real show you need to dive into, which is how you got worried about her seeing you either be with another girl or get rejected by another girl. Now, what's interesting to me is I wonder which one it was more of. Was it 50-50? Was it 50% you were more concerned with her seeing you get down with another girl? Or is it more of an issue of her potentially seeing you attempt to get down with a girl and she rejects you? And so for some reason in that mind, in your mind, that drops you as value. That drops your value in her mind. Which one, I'm asking you right now to think about this, pubs. Think about which one in your mind mattered more in that moment. Was it equal? Was it a bit of an oscillation? Was it, which one? Because, does it mean anything? Maybe. Maybe it means something. What it means more to me is just understanding yourself. Because if you can understand yourself a lot better, you'll be able to go into the situation a lot better next time, knowing that. And you can probably address that. If you know that it's more... I just didn't want to see her see me getting rejected. Then you can lean into that more. Then next time, you know, okay, well, then that's that's a bit of a demon within my own psyche. So I'm going to lean into that more next time. And so next time this happens, I'm actually going to openly invite rejection to get myself over this. I'm actually going to do some crazy shit. I'm going to do some shit. I'm going to push things six gear, be completely uncalibrated. So it's like only a very small percentage of girls would be down for this style of interaction, such as I walk up to a girl. It's like, I know my, my girl see me. I know my girl's in the bar. She can see me. And I go up to this group of like five, six girls, attractive girls. And I just stand up. I just stand in the middle of them. I'm just like, all right, who's down? <laughs> who's down? And you just openly say to these girls, who's down? Now, listen, most girls are going to be like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck and then one of them is going to be like, what the fuck do you mean who's down? Now, see, oh, fuck, I love this shit. I love this shit because there's too much nuance here. There's far too much nuance. I'm like, I'm, I'm restraining the laughter. You can hear the smile in my voice. Because I will regularly entertain this. I will regularly entertain this style of interaction. Now, if you're an absolute beginner, I fucking hate having to say this, but I have, I have to say it. I have to bring the new one. I have to bring the caveat. I have to bring the perspective. Otherwise, it would be it would be remiss of me as a coach to not do this. If you are the lone star motherfucking ranger who's in his bedroom right now, who's taking his first night out, say you're about to take your first night out right now, and you say, well, based on what Adam just said and how excited he was about that and and how, okay, yes, he did mention the first four were fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. But the fifth one was like, hey, what do you what do you mean who's down? Oh, shit. So you mean if I just go super hard, super direct right from the beginning, maybe one of those girls will be super hard, super into it? Listen, what is behind those words is far more important than the words themselves. What is behind those words is years of experience. What is behind those words is a vocal tonality that gives zero fucks right if you do not have that confidence behind those words it's going to be a straight five fuck you it's going to be high five fuck yous from all of them it's not it's going to be an absolute shit show if you're a beginner and you don't know how to harmonize with that intent which then allows your eye contact 
to match that, which then allows your vocal projection to and tonality to match that, which then allows your body language to match that, which then allows your overall vibe to match that. If you if you don't have that, which really only comes through experience, now am I telling, am I saying now to never try this? No. But I would not be recommending an absolute beginner go and do this. That's all I'm saying here. And like I said, I, I hate having to say that because because it's like, I know there's the dude out there. I know there's the guy out there who hears me say that and goes, oh, oh, that's what mom and doing. And then all of a sudden he goes out and starts crying because he gets five fuck yous in a row because he just doesn't know the package that comes behind going up to a group of girls and saying who's down, right? You know, he just doesn't know that yet. So, but why am I going into this? And I, I love this. I love that we can, we're segmenting a whole bunch of tactical examples and tactical stories in here over time. Uh, it's, it's good. It keeps things fun and it keeps things real for you guys. Keep things grounded in amongst all of this, this deep level shit. So let's stay on here. So the reason why I mentioned this is because pubs, if it is the case that you felt like you didn't want to go and meet other girls, because you felt like, oh, there's the potential of me getting rejected and that would look really, really bad in front of one of the girls I'm currently dating. Listen, if that's a thing in your mind, what does that say about you? Insecurity. All right, you got some insecurity. Now, whether it's more insecure internally or insecure externally as to I'm worried about what the external repercussions are going to be or I'm going to be more worried about what the internal repercussions are going to be and what, I, what that is to say is that, well, is this going to fuck me up for the rest of the night? And go, and maybe not for the rest of the night, but is this going to fuck me up? Like imagine if, let's take it, let's play it. Let's say you go up to these five, six girls and your, other, your American girl is watching and you go up into the middle of them and you look at all of them hard as fuck and saying, not, not erected, but you go in with hard as fuck energy saying, that's kind of ridiculous now. Um, you go over there you know, with tons of, uh, tons of hoods for and you say, you know, who's down and you get five out of five blowouts, right? Five out of five fuck yous. Now, what are you more worried about? And let's say here, based on what I was trying to say, which is that, are you more worried about the internal repercussion, which is that that's going to fuck with you because she saw that for the rest of the week, for the rest of the month, as to how you interact with her. Is that what you're more worried about, the internal repercussion? Let me reset here. Or are you more worried about the external repercussion, aka something happening in that moment? Something as in that girl actually, that American girl, w watching that, coming over, getting upset maybe? Getting upset at you because like, hey, hey, what are you doing here with these girls? Which, of course, breaks the T's and C's, which is, a, which is an issue in and of itself. It's a completely different issue when a girl breaks the T's and C's. And when have I spoken about this? When have I fucking spoken about this? I can't remember. It's been a long time, but I will drop this story. It's, it's a great story. It's a great example of what to do when a girl breaks the T's and C's. Or if you're a girl listening to this, when the guy breaks the T's and C's. It's just, this is what happens in an open relationship. I definitely mentioned this in some potter. I can't remember which one it is. We will rehash this. I'll park this in my mind for a little bit later on to do with, uh, yeah, I'll just park it. I'll park it. I will get back to it because it's quite interesting. So that's, but that's a different thing. That's a different thing. But is that what you're worried about? Are you worried about something bad happening in that moment with her getting upset, her going over to her friends, maybe that making you look poorly that way? That's what I was going on with this is that you need to understand yourself fully. You need to understand yourself to the best degree possible in which that you know, is it an internal, is it an external repercussion you're most worried about? And then you can lean more into that. Let's say it is the external repercussion. 
Let's say it is you are worried about her getting upset in that moment. Well, what I would encourage you to do and what I would, what I would be doing myself if I'm seeing my, if that's me in that moment thinking like, fuck, like I really want to go meet these five, these cool girls right here, but my girl's right over there. Uh, well, what I'm going to do is to make sure there's no, like I said before, lean into it to make sure that this is not going to be a thing for the rest of the night. Let's rip, let's extricate, let's exercise this weed right now, right from the beginning before it starts spreading thorns. I'm going to go grab my girl. I'm just going to rock up over there. I'm going to say, yo, uh, yo, Susie, yo, Lisa, come with me for a second. I'm going to grab her by the hand. I'm going to take her into this group of five, six different girls. And I'm going to openly hit on those girls with her right then and there. Right now, package that because I know I went through real quick with that. I want you to take yourself into that moment, pubs. Why would I do that? Slow down for a second. Why would I do that? Look at the fear. The fear is that something could possibly fuck up externally, aka she getting upset, she getting mad, seeing me approach these girls and being one of these girls. Now, based on the T's and C's of this relationship, there should be no issue. That is the nature of the open relationship, and you have addressed that in your message where you said to me in brackets, which I know this kind of counterparts, counter goes against the open relationship mentality. But that I so I know you know that logically, and I know guys listen to this and girls listen to this. I know that I've explained that logically now. So why do I need to do this? If you can understand that logically, why do you need to go to the extent of grabbing your girl's hand and taking her with you into this interaction and now openly hitting on these girls with your girl because what it is is leaning into the fear whenever you, and this goes for all social dynamics this goes for anything like you're just afraid going and meeting the girl on the street or just going up to some random girl right whenever you sense some form of fear in life in general lean into it if you're afraid of level one of the fear take yourself to level five take yourself to level six take yourself to such an extreme to the point of which that anything less than that is no worries. And that's what I do with everything. That's what I do with fucking everything is that I will take, I've never had to do this myself personally because I've always harmonized with the rules of an open relationship, but I have definitely, so I've never had to do it in this scenario, but I've definitely brought girls that I'm in casual relationships with into sets with me all the time, all the time, because that's natural. That's, there's no problem with that. There's no problem with that. Now, it's not like, okay, now you guys might be thinking like, is that something you're doing all the fucking time? No, it's like if it's a serendipitous thing where we happen to be in the same environment and instead of making things weird, let's have a fucking time here. You know, so that's separate that. I just had to say that for those of you that maybe got the wrong idea. Like we set up sessions. We set up sessions to go and meet other people. No, not that, not that. Okay. Not that there's anything wrong with that either, but it's not what I'm saying. Anyways, going back on. So pubs, what you're going to do? You're going to lean into the fear if it's an external fear, an external fear of repercussion. So you're going to get your girl and you're going to go in there and you're going to bring her into this group of five, six girls and you say, okay, listen, girls, uh, who the fuck's down? Who the fuck's down? Now, of course, that, that makes it even funner. That makes it even more exciting because like, are they, are you saying, are you down with both of you? Like, are you inviting us to a threesome right here? Is this going to be some kind of orgy? What's going on here? And all of a sudden, you get a whole bunch of different angles of conversation going. And But what this more importantly does for you is that it shows, number one, that this is not a problem. It's not a problem that your girl is here while you're openly hitting on other girls. Now, this would be a fucking problem if it's a monogamous relationship. Be a massive problem if that's the case, because the rules of that uh, said uh, interaction does not, doesn't abide you're fucking up so you can't do that however 
here, I'm openly inviting you to lean into the fear. So I think that's been a real good breakdown of this point where we'll sum this point up. Whatever it is, fully understand your fear. Fully understand what it is that's making you not want to go ahead and meet other girls in front of the girl that's in. Because you know this, you know if it's easy to see, they're all set up correctly. You should not have to worry. So, but that's all theoretical. It's all theoretical. It's all well and nice to be able to say, yeah, yeah, like you're you're in the boardroom. You got the you got the whiteboard. You got the military operation going in your mind, and you're saying to yourself, yeah, if I met my girl in the bar and I happen to I just happen to see her there. What, what about this? Let's make it even more extreme. What if I'm seeing two different girls at the same time? They know about it. It's open. It's cool. It's free. There's no problem. But I happen to see both of them in the same bar at the same time. And I also want to be meeting other girls at the same time. So this is the extreme of the situation. Well, theoretically, there should be no problem. Anyone can say that. Anyone can harmonize with that if you're going through this logical exercise, theoretically. But when you do get into the damn thing and you're out there swimming it up, which is what you're doing right now, pubs, I get it. I get the fear. I get the anxiety. I get that you've got these things. So I don't know which one it is more for you. Is it more internal? Is it more about what does it mean for the weeks and months to come, which which you need to address? You 100% need to address. Or is it more external? And whatever it is, you're just going to lean into it a little bit more. And I'm actually take away a little, a lot more, a lot more. Do things to show yourself that it's not that bad, that it's not nearly as bad whatever you had dreamed up in your mind, okay? And that goes for all fear uh, demolition. Whenever you're trying to go into this demolition process of any fear, always, uh, always take yourself beyond just a little bit what you thought you could do. And then it makes whatever you thought you couldn't do pretty easy. That's how it goes. That was hype. That was hype. Okay. Okay. Let's dive in. Let's dive back to his message. So that, that hits up part one of his message, or part one of the open relationship message. Uh, oh, hold up, hold up. I said that I was going to mention what to do when a girl breaks the T's and C's. That's a, good, that's a good organic segue right now. I won't spend too long on this. I won't spend too long, but I will just touch on it because I said I would. And it's actually pretty important. It's pretty important. I mentioned before that if a girl is going to get upset about you meeting other girls in front of her, especially, then you need to have a conversation with her to realign on what this relationship is. So you need to go back now, not in that moment. Do you, do you think it's a good idea in that moment if a girl is getting upset? So let's say she breaks the T's and C's. Let's say you take her hand, you bring her into the group of five, six different dime pieces, and you say, yo, who's down? And she gets pissed off by that right, in that moment, which is clearly breaking the T's and C's because this is just a fun time. There's no attachment here. If anything, this is invited. This is just what should be happening. So if she's not happy with these T's and C's and she's getting upset about this, what needs to happen? Do you think it's a good time? Pause. Do you think it's a good time to bring up the conversation around the terms and conditions in that one moment when she's triggered, when she's emotionally triggered? Probably not. I'm probably not a good time to bring that up. Yet most guys are probably like, oh, I guess so. I guess so because it's happening now. Let's get a little bit smarter here, guys. When any human being is emotionally triggered, they are not going to be thinking logically. They're not going to be thinking on an above board level. They're going to bring up shit from three months ago when you forgot the fucking potatoes, right? So you need to like, you need to get her simmered down. So now is not a good time to bring that up. When is a good time to bring that up? Oh, Anytime she's not emotionally triggered, let's set up the, as I've gone back to before, let's set up the space. Let's set up the space to have this conversation in which that it's disarming. 
Hold on, I'm just getting my thing. <clears throat> is disarming. You set up a disarming space where that's that's a nice quiet night where it, it's candles, it's green tea, or it's whatever drink you guys enjoy. It's wine. It's <clears throat> it's a comfortable space. It's a comfortable space. However you want to set that up, you set up the comfortable space to have this discussion that, hey, listen, Susie, a couple nights ago, I noticed you got triggered when I ha- was just trying to have some fun and I thought you would want to have fun with this as well. And I want to know what's going on with you here because I felt like you stepped over the line of which we have set here. I felt like you broke the T's and C's. Now, listen, with all these conversations, this is my, this, this, this is my meat and potatoes. With these conversations, the first thing you need to say to your girl, and if there's a girl listening, you need to say to your guy, is that, listen, I need you to hear me out fully first. There are going to be a whole bunch of things I'm going to say that are probably going to make you want to jump in, jump down my throat with a razor blade and just cut shit up. I get that. Please let me be heard fully first. Do not begin the conversation until she agrees with that. She agrees with that? Good. Now you can go into, okay, I saw you got triggered. I saw this happened. I feel like that you broke the rules of which what we're talking about. I felt like the T's and C's were breached. And so what I would like to do is have a conversation re-examining what the T's and C's are between us. Because listen, I don't want you to be uh, feeling hurt. I don't want you to feel like you're in a position that feels uncomfortable, that feels like you've been done wrong by. No, win-win. Win-win, baby. Win-win. So this is what I feel we agreed upon. And then you go and list what we agreed upon, such as the T's and C's of an open relationship. Check out that video. I love that other video that I referenced earlier in the potter. Now, once that's done, once you feel like you've been fully heard and she has given you the space to do that, then you shut the fuck up. You SDF you and you allow her the exact same in return. You then say, Whoa, let me reset. Fuck this timer. You should be able to hear that. That's a that's an inside joke now. It's an inside joke that you shouldn't be able to hear that timer. Fuck you, Samsung. Anyways, back to it. So you now allow her that uh, in return. Once you feel like you've been fully heard, you allow her to be fully heard. You don't interject. You don't interject with any of your razor blades and try to cut shit up. You allow her to be fully heard. And in which and this is how relationship dynamics should go. Okay? So once that's done, okay, if there's any misalignment, so what does this do? It brings illumination to any misalignment. Any anything that could be wrong. Because you know, you're gonna get you gotta get to the you gotta get you gotta get to the root of this. You gotta get to the root of why she got triggered in that moment. Now, she might come back and say, pubs, she might come back and say that, well, even though I knew what you were doing wasn't technically wrong, it still still made me feel bad. It still made me feel bad. And I didn't like the way that you approached it in that way. And so now you can start to come, not compromise, but you can start to come on to a solution as to, okay, what would you like from me in future? What would, you, what would have been a better way of doing that then? And if she can be cooperative, if she can be cooperative with you to come up with a solution that harmonizes with both of you, making sure that you don't compromise the principles of this relationship. Because what I'm, I'm not saying here that you allow her to compromise, or if you're a girl listening, allow him to compromise the T's and C's here. No, the, the fundamentals of an open relationship is that there is no attachment. You are free to see whoever you want to see, and I am free to see whoever I want to see. Now, there is definitely a happy zone in between though as to managing how we conduct this and conduct our behavior, such as, fuck yes, how we 
For example, do we talk about the other people that we see? Do we mention the other girls we see? If you invite me out to Friday night, Despicable Me 3, and I happen to be busy because I'm seeing another girl, do I mention that I'm seeing another girl, which organically segues us into the next section of Pablo's message? Hell yes, that is peaches and cream. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> so, but before we do, let me wrap up this point. Let me wrap up this point. You don't, you don't compromise the fundamental core principles of the T's and C's, but you can definitely come up with a way that's going to make each other feel good about how you conduct yourselves within those T's and C's. That's all I'm saying there. So that's how this conversation should go, is that you're just trying to get to a solution. If a solution can't be found, then obviously this interaction, this relationship is not for you too. If she can't harmonize, if she can't, because listen, listen guys, listen guys and girls, <clears throat> this is by and large more true for the male side of things than it is for the female. By and large, most males are happy for a longer period of time with the T's and C's of a casual relationship. Because definitely, that's definitely society's based standards. That's just definitely the stigma put on guys that it's accepted more so for a guy to be able to sleep around. So generally speaking, we've been conditioned from that from a very young age. But for girls... Most girls, it's changing. It's definitely changing. And Pablo mentioned that. Fucking Pablo mentioned that. He said how younger girls are becoming more open to this now. But for the longest of times, and when I started exploring casual relationships, what I noticed is that most girls, while they weren't happy with the T's and C's of a casual relationship, they were willing to go into them in one day's hopes of potentially becoming the it girl. In in one day hopes of potentially one day becoming monogamous with me and so and I knew that as well like you can feel it but what they realize is that well this is a abundant guy this is a guy that's got options this is a guy that can go out and meet any girl that he wants this is a guy that's not going to be walked over this is not a guy that I can just throw into a cage and whip him around which by the way doesn't turn a girl on you don't a girl doesn't want that type of guy she wants the guy that is abundant, that is congruent with his principles and authentic to himself. She wants a guy that will stand up for himself and that has the ability to say no. So many guys get this fucking wrong. And girls, and girls, people, people get it wrong that your power lies in your ability to walk away. The person who does not maintain the power to be able to walk away has no power. You have no power if you don't have the confidence within yourself, within your self-worth to be able to say to a girl who's fucking up. Say to a guy who's fucking up, who's breaking relationship rules, who's breaking dynamic rules, and hey, this behavior is not acceptable. I'm I'm ready to leave right now. Like I can leave right now if you're not willing to come to a compromise, cooperative solution with me right here and right now. If you don't maintain that power, then you have no power. You got none. So that's all I'm trying to say there. I feel like we wrapped that that up uh, nice and saucy. So saucy, real saucy. So uh, what was the next thing I was going to talk about? But that was that yeah yeah the organic segue there we go the organic segue so this segues us now into things such as our conduct our conduct within the open relationships and to do very specifically with how much how much do we enlighten our partner our casual partner with the details of the other girls or other guys that we're seeing good question now let me reference back to pubs here Mm. 
the good thing about green tea is that once it goes, because you guys, he's still drinking that tea. There's no way that's warm. But that's the good thing about tea. Cold coffee, in my opinion, I don't know, it turns me off. But cold tea, I love it. I love cold tea. So it's just like, it's two drinks in one motherfucker. It's so good. Okay, let's get back to uh, Pablo here. So, I'm just going to have to scroll on through here. Um, uh, no, that's fine. We just co- we covered that bit. Okay, here we go. Second thing. Even if I stated that we are on an open relationship, I still avoid speaking about my other loves with the girls. Example, if a girl asks me about my plans on a Friday night, that means going out with another girl, I would just answer that I have a meeting. But no further info. How do you go about it? Do you avoid speaking about the other girls? Do you speak openly about it? Okay, so I want to tag social media on this as well. I want to go into some social media shit with this. He didn't ask about it, but I feel like a lot of you guys... A lot of you guys message me about this, and it's something that I personally have. Well, of course, like you guys, you guys know me. I, I'm not going to say do this and don't do. Don't say. I I often recommend very strongly that you do certain things, but I'm not telling you that this is the only way of doing it. Everything that I say comes with the salt of that. This is what works for me, and this is what I like to do. So. Let's start off very broad to begin with to what he said there about, well, it's actually not that broad, but if a girl asks you, if one of the girls asks you that you're seeing, uh, what are you doing Friday night? And it happens to be that, oh, actually I can't meet up with you because I'm seeing another girl. Do you need to mention the very fact that I'm seeing another girl? Listen, you don't explicitly need to because that's not part of the rules. There is no rule within the casual relationship and open relationship. In fact, it's pretty much a rule in the opposite. A rule on the opposite is that you guys aren't so attached to the point where you need to detail out who you are seeing and when you are seeing them and what light and what dynamic that is. So there, by default, you don't. Okay, let me say that. Pablo, by default, you don't need to mention that, well, actually, I can't meet up with you tonight because I got Sarah later on and we're doing fucking coconut tasting. Okay, we're not, we can't, can't do. Sorry, can't do. You don't necessarily need to mention at that at all not even necessarily you don't have to mention that at all because that's not part of the relationship if you guys are monogamous definitely part of a relationship in fact it would be questionable as to why you're doing that at all if you're monogamous you know what i'm saying so but is there room is there room for maybe a little uh a little more transparency if you want if you want now what i'll say is this because this is the real core crux of it by default not necessary at all is there any room for it? Little bit, if you wish, if you wish. Now, what I've found in my experience is that by testing this and by playing around with this, I don't do it at all. I keep things extremely stripped, bare, simple, bare bones, where I don't, I don't, I don't mention shit. Like I, I don't talk about shit. I don't show girls that I'm seeing other photos of girls that I've like even if I not not to do it on purpose but like you know if I was out of the fucking zoo and you know I got a photo with like this orangutan but also the girl I was with at the time happened to be with me I'm not gonna bring up that photo I'm not gonna show up now it's not because I can't this is the key point it's not because I can't it's not because that's breaking some kind of rule the reason why I don't do it anymore is because I used to do it a lot and now let me bring out more examples to paint it more fully I used to I used to post on social media about all the adventures I would go on with these different girls. I used to post 
uh, different instant day footage, different day two stuff, different day three, day four stuff. I used to do that all the fucking time. Now, there were two problems that came up with that. One of them isn't relevant to this potter. One of them's ego. Second one, if you guys want me to talk about that, I will talk about that. But you, no one else is here with me in the room, so how are you gonna know? How am I gonna know if you want me to talk about? It? Okay, I'll touch on that later. I'll touch on the ego part of it later. That's fifty percent, or maybe yeah, it's about fifty percent of it. The other fifty percent of it is that I know it made the other girl feel bad because of exactly what I was saying before. A lot of girls will sign up to the casual relationship. They will sign into you with the open relationship dynamic, but they're not necessarily happy about it. They just know that because you're such an abundant dude, because you're such a high-level guy who's operating on this mindset, it's either what's the le- it's, it's the lesser of the two evils. The worse of the two evil is that I lose him altogether because if I don't acquiesce to his request of casual, open relationship, then I'll never get to see it because then we're just going to be friends and I don't get to connect on a deeper level at all, at all. So a lot of girls will just go into casual relationships just because in hopes of, as I was saying before, maybe one day I will become the main stick. Maybe one day I'll become that main peach and he'll be with me and we might do monogamous, maybe, but at least it'll be a much more serious thing with me and he'll give more of his time to me. That's what a lot of girls go into casual relationships, open dynamic relationships with. That's the mindset they go in with. Reset hit. I just fucking love this time, don't I? <laughs> it's just cute now. It's just cute that that fucking timer goes off. For all of the time we do, we do these potters, that timer never went off. Now all of a sudden it does. And the same settings on the phone as well, so I don't know. I don't know. But Adam, bro, why don't you download like some timer app? I could. I could. Not now, Jeffrey, but I could. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Jeffrey. Okay, let's go. Back into it. So that's the mindset they come in with. So knowing that, knowing that most girls, now it's changing. It's definitely changing. Pablo mentioned this. It's definitely changing. And I've seen it in my life as well. Younger generations of girls are getting way more conditioned to the casual open style of things. And it's interesting that um, I love that transition. I love that transition because it's really where I feel like we as human beings came from. I feel like the rules, the strict rules of monogamy is a new advent. It's very relatively new based on our uh, biological minds, in my opinion, and based on the research that I've looked at. Not going to dive into that. Potter 50, check that out. Anyways, so it's it, I like that transition. So this is going to be less and less less and less true, but it was more and more true for girls that are maybe, okay, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. What I mean to say by that is that it's it's less and less true for younger girls, but more and more true for older girls which is that this mindset I was talking about, about not really being happy with the T's and C's, but they acquiesce to the request anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah, that all sounded right. Just making sure I got that right. So when we keep that in mind now, we got that in mind, do you think it's a good move, a nice thing to do, to constantly be blasting out on your social media all the different dates are going on, all the instant dates you're hitting up, all these different cool things you're doing with other girls, you know, you lying in bo- you lying in bed in the morning with coffee, coffee with the girl, green tea with the girl, oh, walking the dog with the girl, oh, going out to this new restaurant with the girl, oh, holding hands with the girl, oh, making out this girl on a boomerang. You know, is do you think that would make the other girl that you're seeing happy? Now you might be thinking, but Adam, 
It's not about making her happy. She signed up to this. I know. I know. So you're not breaking any rules. All I'm saying here is that over the maturity of my development in life, I have found that it makes for happier relationships if you are not constantly grabbing a 12-foot baseball bat made out of platinum steel and smashing this beehive, right? If you are not constantly just smashing the beehive, it makes for a happier relationship. Now, you are by all means entitled to smash the beehive, but do you want to do that? Like, that is what I'm saying here, and younger Adam had to learn this the hard way. You know, the, for example, let's bring it, let's ground it. For example, you know, I might might go on a, on a date night with a girl, and, you know, we're, we're watching the latest, uh, you know, Fast and Furious just come out or something, and some movie's out, and I post, a, I post like a thing on Instagram of me holding this girl's hand at the movies, right? And, you know, it creeps, and then maybe the next, a week later, and like the other girl sees that on the gram, and then a week later, that girl comes and she goes, oh, how was Fast and Furious? And I'm like, shit. <laughs> and when I say shit, I mean like, and she didn't even say it in a negative way. I'm not talking about if she said it in a negative way. If she said it in a negative way, we need to have a conversation because she shouldn't get upset about that. But when I say shit, I mean like, yeah, she was probably sitting there thinking she would have liked to have been there with me at Fast and Furious. And based on my morals, based on, the authentic radar within myself that makes me feel bad because I know that slightly disappointed her to some degree. Now, this is based on me. This is for sure 100% based on me. If you don't give a fuck about grabbing that platinum baseball bat and just smashing that beehive, making girls angry, getting girls jealous, getting girls envious, if that's you, I'm not going to argue with that because that you're fully entitled to do that. Because if the girl's not happy with that, she can leave. 100%. She can leave. Girls, vice versa. If you're a girl listening to this, just apply everything I'm saying in reverse. If, if a guy's not happy with you posting snaps and Instagram stories of you doing the D, hopefully not posting snaps if you suck a dick. But that's, that's a little too aggressive. That's a little too aggressive right now. Holy shit, that's hilarious. Just like thinking about that. Just actually, I do know, I do know one girl. Shout out to her. No, I would say her name. That's that's a little harsh. It's just hilarious though because I just, it's so funny that there is actually a girl that I know that does that just to piss off the open relationship guy she's with. <laughs> it doesn't fuck with me though. It doesn't fuck with me because I get it. Like because I get it. She's an extremely her sexual desires, you know, I mentioned the last potter, sexual variety. I mentioned sexual variety in the last potter about how that is bio-individual. It is based on your chemistry. It's based on your chemical needs for sexual fulfillment on a physical level, not emotionally, but on a physical level. How much banging do you need to do is what I'm saying. This girl, and I said how for some people, that's like nine, 10 different people a month. And for some people, it's two different people a year. Now, some of you might've thought, who who do you know that needs to sleep with 10 different people a month? Like, let's just put that into real terms. You are having sexual intercourse with 10 different human beings within four weeks. How much fucking time you got? This girl got that much time. This girl got that much time. And she will post some shit. 
She will post some shit. Now, she doesn't get it because on Snap, you can get away with a lot more than on Instagram. Instagram's filters a lot better for sexually explicit, explicit stuff. Like, I don't post on Snapchat anymore, but I use it to communicate with people sometimes. I prefer Instagram, though. Mainly Instagram. It's like 90% Instagram, 10% Snap. But I got this one girl on Snap, and she is a sexual fiend in the greatest way. In a way where it's just like, that's why I thought it was so funny when I said that. Because I'm like, you know, you probably don't want to be, if you're a girl here, like in the reverse example, you probably don't want to be blasting out snaps if you suck in dick. However, I do know one girl that does do that. And uh, it just, it, it's, it's funny to me. It's funny. Because it's not breaking the rules. Every guy that she knows, including me, who's had some experiences with her, knows that this is the deal. We all know that she's fucking 10 different dudes this month. We all know that. So that's why I'm saying here, and the whole point of why I was going to this was that you're not doing anything wrong by smashing the beehive. That's all I'm saying here. However, would it be a more peaceful relationship? Would it be a more cooperative relationship and just harmonious relationship if you weren't constantly smashing these bees up? Yes, of course it would be. So that's, so that's where you have to find this Pablo and for every other guy and girl listen to this. You have to find where this fits within you. Is it that? Is it that, okay, maybe I will only post indirect posts on social or do in, in, mention indirect things that would, of course, allude, allude to the fact that I was with an, one of the other girls I'm seeing, one of the other guys I'm seeing, but I don't explicitly mention names and details and extreme details of things. Do I find a happy medium within there? This is, the, this is what you have to find out for yourself. What I found out through myself was that I was far too explicit to begin with. I was mentioning names. I was mentioning details. And I just noticed that it just it just didn't make the other girls that I was with happy. It didn't make them happy. And they had to put up with it because they wanted to be with me. And what I started to realize is that I could make this a lot. It, what is it off me? Like, what is it off my bat if I just don't put up Instagram posts of me with other girls? And I don't put it on my story. Is that any blow to me? To and that it's like it's like the exchange. It's the exchange, the return on the investment, so to speak, emotionally. Which is that for me, okay, yeah, okay, maybe I don't get as many daps from guys or from other people or from other guys. Girls don't give a shit. But maybe I don't get as many guys messaging me saying, "Oh, sweet girl, dude." Like, you know, maybe I don't get as many as that. But I have a much healthier and hap- happier relationship with the girl that I'm actually seeing, one of these other girls I'm actually seeing. So as a young dude, like if you were following me a few years ago, shout out to some of the OGs, shout out to Lou, shout out to, uh, shout out to Lou, shout out to uh, Al, shout out to, I'm just names coming to mind now, Nee, shout out to a whole bunch of guys that follow me for several years now. If you were following me on Snapchat about three years ago, every single almost day, you would have seen a different infield from Instant Dates. Or day two, different day two, different thing. Me hanging out with a different girl each every day. That's what you would have seen. That was three years ago. That's when you were a much, much younger Adam. And since then, I have now dialed that back to the point where the only time I post social media and things to do with other girls is if there is some form of a business relationship or if not business, we're just friends. I do not put out any of my any of my adventures in any sexually involved relationships. And I really just do that purely. Oh, I told you there's two reasons. Okay. I'll wrap up with the second reason here. The ego part. The ego part was because three years ago, my ego used to get a huge kick. 
a huge kick from the messages that I got from guys, right? Now that sounds weird, but it's truth. It's truth. Like when you're putting up, you know, going on this coffee date, fucking around with this girl, da da da, and you get a whole bunch of messages from guys going, "Fuck yeah, Adam, you're the man, Adam," you know that type of shit. Like, yeah, your ego gets a boost from it. And like, I realized on my journey of development, it's like if I'm going to be in a position to lead other people, this I have to eradicate this from my ego. This part of my ego can't be there; it can't exist. Who am I to speak on the ego if I can't? If I allow for this part of my ego, so I made a pact of myself after. I don't remember if there was any one catalyst, but it might have just been a slow drain where I started to realize that I was enjoying the feedback I got from posting about girls on social media more than being with a girl herself. And it was like the rush to get the right story, get the right photo to show the best light, get this girl looking as good as she, you know, that type of shit. Yeah, as you can see, it's it's sad shit. It's it's it fucks with you. Let me reset this camera. So nowadays, you'll never see me post on social with any girl that I'm in a sexual relationship with. I've, I ruled that out several, so it started, the process started three years ago, but that's probably been going on for about two two years now, maybe, two years now, and how's it going for you, Adam? Real well, real well, actually, where I don't actually have to deal with, it's because it's, it's I'm by nature a good guy, like, if you're not that type of, the type of guy that I am, and it doesn't affect how you sleep at night, if you know that the other girl is just a little bit sad that she wasn't involved in this adventure you went on with another girl. If that doesn't fuck with you, then of course, you don't need to listen to any. In fact, if anyone, you don't need to listen to anything I'm saying. This is all me harmonizing with my own spirit. That's all I'm doing here. And it might just offer you something. That's all that I do in these potters. So I'm going to move off of that. Oh, hold on, hold on. So that, that sh- I described all the principles. Pablo, if you're listening, I described all the principles, but I just use the example of social media stuff because it's relevant to this day and age. But you mentioned things like, you know, do I have to tell her when I'm going out on a meeting? Or do I have to say, not mention her name? Do mention her name? Well, I've wrapped it up here. It's it's how do you sleep well at night? If you don't give a shit, if you if it makes her feel it's kind of bashing the beehive a little bit, fine. Then then tell her yes, I'm going out with Susie or Sarah or Lisa. And we're going to be doing this and doing that for sure. Although full well know that that's probably going to make her feel a little bit sad, a little bit disappointed. And of course, that's not a problem. Of course, that's not a problem if it's the casual and open relationship. However, there is another way of going about it, as I've described, which still abides by open casual relationships, which doesn't cause that sadness and disappointment. So it's just, it's up to you. It's up to you. Play it how you will, son. Now, what is the last thing here? Oh, what is the one thing here? Um, oh, he also asked, do you openly speak about things about being with the other girls? No, I will not openly speak about uh, my sexual experiences and ventures with other girls, with those girls, not for the same principle. So I'm not even going to talk about that. I'm not even going to talk. Well, I've already talked about it. It's that, it's not that you can't. It's just that, is that is that smashing the fucking beehive? Yes, it is, which I'm not a fan of, as you now know. Okay. So, uh, I think that's it. Is that it? So, yeah, the last five interactions slash relationships, I've spoken openly about polygamous relationships. Okay, so don't get that twisted. When I said speaking openly, I'm talking about speaking openly about sexually intimate details. Of course, you can speak openly about the polygamous relationship nature. Of course, of course. That's definitely. Um... More and more girls in younger generations that are open-minded to this, for sure. Uh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that in a second, but let me just think if there's anything more about it. I just think it's a little bit harder. 
No, okay, so that's the last thing. That's the end of his message. The rest of it is just giving me daps, which I really appreciate. Thank you. Okay, so the last thing Pablo mentioned here, and I guess I touched on it a little bit, but not too much. So yeah, let's wrap with this. Let's wrap with this. He mentioned, I get some water. Get some water. Hmm. Okay, so I'm always going on about the fucking tea. What's in this water right now? This water is sparkling mineral water with cinnamon, ginger, fresh ginger, sliced ginger, lemon, and Himalayan rock salt. There you go. All the electrolytes you need. Full full mineral profile. And uh, cinnamon's really good for blood pressure. Got some seed, lemon seeds in that. Okay. That's your little halftime break. Well, three, well, actually, we're pretty much at the end of the bottle. So I'll wrap up with this thing, but then I always say that, but there's so many tangents. So many fucking tangents. So yeah, I want to talk about, I think this is interesting. We've never talked about this. We've never talked about the, as I, I described it before, as the more and more true and less and less true for younger girls versus older girls. Yeah, back in the day, oh, I kind of spoke on it a little bit. So uh, let me just say this then, because I spoke on it a little bit. Let me just say this. It is definitely becoming a trend that younger girls are far more open to the casual open uh, open, di- open relationship dynamic. It's a mouthful. They're definitely becoming more, uh, more and more open to this. And I feel like that's for a number of reasons. I feel like that for the most part, Monogamy, it always sounds like I'm a hater on monogamy, so I have to counter back here. I don't like monogamy for myself. That's all I've ever said. I've never told anyone don't do monogamy. I've never said that. And I never will say that because everyone's different. Everyone has to find the balance for themselves. But what I am starting to see is that a lot of open, a lot of younger people are starting to find that the, the chains, as I described, the rules, the strict rules of monogamy just doesn't work for them. And that they would prefer to explore things for a lot longer period of time. Maybe back in the day, it was more pressure to get boxed into, okay, one person, one girl, one guy, get your lives together, get your jobs, get your children, get your house, and that's it right off into the sunset. Not so much the case anymore. Now it's like, okay, let's go live in Bali for six months. Shout out to McKeezy. <laughs> shout out to McKeezy. Uh, Mikael. <laughs> so cheeky that shout out you know maybe you want to go live in Bali for six months maybe you want to go travel from Amsterdam to Australia and pick berries for a year and so you're going to have a whole bunch of casual relationships because it doesn't make sense to get into a monogamous relationship if that's what you're doing you're going to go oh, you're going to check out a whole bunch of beehives if that's the case so it definitely is more of a trend and actually I realized I have already touched on this we've already opened this up so let's sum up let's sum up here you know in this potter we've talked about in the open dynamic Relationship dynamics, fuck, that's hard to say. It's just hard to say coming off naturally. Open relationship dynamics. What we've talked about here is that if you feel insecurities about it, you number one, you need to bring them to light. You need to make sure you're having open, honest communication with your partner to make sure that their expectations and your expectations align. If you don't have alignment between expectations, then the you're asking for fireworks. You're asking for the bee sting in a fat way you're asking for things to just blow up in your face because this is a human tendency to just sweep shit under the rug i don't know why 
you need to be open. You need to be direct. You need to be brutally honest with that person in front of you so that you could be Pablo one day, rock up into this tapas bar. You see your girl and then you see a whole bunch of other girls that you want to meet and that you don't feel strict, restricted. So you don't feel restricted and you can go and meet those other girls knowing full well that your other girl is perfectly savvy and perfectly fine. And that if you really wanted to, you could bring her in and have a good time. And that she would know that, okay, Adam's just fucking around here. Adam's just having some fun. He's not doing this to be a dick. He's just doing this because this is the natural vibe we signed up for. This is the open, free, love, fun, loving vibe we signed up for. And if this is what we signed up for, then she should be willing to come in and have fun with me with these other girls. And I should be willing to go in with her and fuck around with a bunch of other guys. It's it's a two-way street here. And when I say fuck around with a bunch of other guys, I don't mean fucking other guys. I mean having having a good time. <laughs> you go. But then even that can be misconstrued sexually. You know what I'm saying. You know, it's, it's basically, what is the fundamental here, people? The fundamental here is that when you are in a casual open relationship, you are free to explore, adventure, and enjoy each and every single little thing with each other. With no restrictions, 0% restrictions. If you start to feel that any one thing about what I just said is fucking with you, bring it up. Bring it up with your partner. And then come to a realization of, do we harmonize or do we not harmonize? Because if you don't harmonize, boop, we're out. Bink, we're out. If things don't work, bink, we're out. That is the power I talked about before. That is the power of casual and open relationships is that because you have not involved the church, the government, parents, families, expectations, you don't have all that shit that comes along with a marriage, you are free to operate in how you wish to choose and see fit. That is what I love about it. That's what I'll always love about it. And if, if you're a monogamous person, you're like, well, but I love all that other shit about, you know, all the stuff you just said you don't like about monogamy. That's what I love about monogamy. Well, then all the more power fucking to you. It's, I don't, I'm not arguing with you about what you like. I'm talking about what I like here. Okay. So I don't know, that should be pretty clear by now. So that's where we're going to wrap up this potter. That's a real high note. We're going we're gonna to chalk up there. And I thank you very much, Pablo, for sending in that, that great context. As you see, it was a long message and we dived in real good on it. And this, uh, I feel like this provided a lot of value, even for myself. Like a lot of the times when we do these potters, I watch them back to educate myself because while I'm talking right now, I'm in the flow. I don't know how much time's passed by. I don't even really know what I'm saying. What I'm saying right now is not consciously being processed. The words that are coming out of my mouth, I'm not choosing to say them. And that's what happens if any, if any of you guys ever become content creators and for those of you that are content creators, you'll know when you hit the flow of content creation, especially spoken co content creation, uh, uh, things just happen. It just works. It just goes if you speak from the heart, which is what I do. Now, someone's just about to roll up. Someone's about to come in. So I'm going to, can we wrap up the plugs in the time before this person walks in? Maybe. Maybe. I'll need to reset the camera anyway, so give me a sec. Alrighty, guys, we're going to try and wrap up these plugs before these people come in. So let me say this. If you guys want to dive deeper with me, I have three avenues for that before you even do that, though. If you have your own suggestions, if you have your own stories, if you have your own context, like Senor Pablo had right here. That's such a cool name. I know it's stereotypical, but it's a cool name. It's so gangster. If you have your own stories, send them to me on Instagram. That's the best place to engage with me, at Uritang1. In fact, 
that's not even me just trying to get you to Instagram. I almost missed this message from Pablo because Facebook pages manager is terrible. You almost always miss the messages. They, I try to go into it, it notifies me, but then it doesn't actually come up. So best place to get me is at Instagram, on Instagram, at Tang one But if it's really, really long like this and you just don't want to type it out that way, you can say, type an essay and then write it out, send it to me in an email. Send it to me an email. That's boldojo.com. You can hit that on contact forms, about me page. It's all there. And that's what I want the most from you guys. I want the engagement. I want your feedback. If you're on YouTube right now, boom, drop a comment down below. If you are checking out the different social media clips I'll put from this photo on Instagram, go ahead, chuck me a comment down below. Let me know. Let me know. Get in on that. And also, I asked in a couple of potters ago for your personal context as to how do you watch these potters? How do you listen to them? Is it your phone? Is it your laptop? Do you watch it on the TV? Do you watch it on the PlayStation or the Xbox? Do you, do you listen to it with other people? Do you only listen to it with yourself? Feel free, please. I invite you to send me this context because it just helps me understand you guys better, which helps me produce content for you guys better. So I love that shit. You can't overshare. Let's say that. You can't overshare. So that's my major ask from you guys. Now, to inform you guys, if you want to dive deeper educationally, these are three things you can do with me on my website, boldojo.com. Number one, ebook, Crash Course to Kick-Ass Day Game. It's my action guide to getting you out there on the street meeting girls in the day. It's a no-nonsense, no bullshit. You read it, it's 24, 25 pages. You read it once, you read it twice within an hour, and then you set the intention to go out for 30 days in a row. Not once a week, not once every second week. Oh, maybe one day look at this ebook again. No, use it as an instructor, use it as a mentor, use it as a guide so that every single day when you come back from your 30 day challenge, you keep in your journal, you go back, you reference it, you look at what you're working on. What did I do well? What am I going to improve upon? Okay, use the ebook, Crash Course to Kick Ass Day Game, as a guide for you as you take tremendous levels of action. All right, that's what that is. Second level, second level down deeper, booking one-on-one Skype calls. I've been doing an absolute gaggle of those lately, and I love it. I love it. Guys from guys from the US, Brooklyn, shout out to D, Brooklyn, uh, shout out to Los Angeles, whole bunch of guys in Los Angeles, but guys in Europe as well, guys in Australia, whoever you are, girls as well, okay? Go ahead. If you've got shit that is just far too deep, far too deeply entrenched, you know, I've been talking about stuff like, look at the topics I talk about on uh skype calls one guy i'm talking about his drug addiction with one guy i'm talking about his cheating thing with the other one i'm talking about with a girl that's physically not compatible with him sexually it's anything anything and everything you want to dive into booking one-on-one skype calls on my website and if you guys uh, specifically want to do that because you want me to break down your in fields those are attachments you can attach while booking a skype call if you want to have them permanently recorded i can record those edit them up send them off to you so you don't have to worry about taking notes that all, all those attachments are there on the website. Finally, third tier down, the deepest thing that I offer in terms of education and deep diving with me, the boot camp. All right, day game boot camp. I do, for those of you wondering, do I ever do night game boot camps? I do, but only for guys that have taken night day game boot camps because I need you to know a certain skill set before we go out in the night based on the way I teach and because of the value that gets transferred in the day, which I can't do at the night. There is so much more shit we can do in the day, so much more clean analysis than we can do versus a crazy bloody nightclub. All right, so that's why that's like that. Now, day game bootcamp, man. It's an illumination of the path of the work that you need to do 
serious inquiries only. If you are serious about this investment in your life, hit me up. That's all I'll say there. It's not your, uh, it's not your small ticket. It's your big ticket. And that's where I'm wrapping this up. So I thank you guys so much for being along the journey with me in this potto, in this land. And the feedback was unanimous that you guys wanted more potters more frequently. So that's why I'm sitting down on a Saturday session here recording this. So it's probably going to be out Monday or maybe Sunday. I might even put it out Sunday. So give me the feedback. Give me the love. I hope you guys enjoyed it. That's all I hope. I hope you guys got something from this. Share it with someone if you think it did. And I wish you guys the best on your journeys ahead. Much peace and much joy. Yeah, yeah.